Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to Millennial Love, the independent lifestyle desk's weekly podcast on love, dating and relationships, hosted by me, Rachel Hosey, Assistant Lifestyle Editor. Each week, we're discussing the core dating issues affecting millennials today. There are endless podcasts out there on dating, but we didn't really feel any reflected our own experience. And that's where millennial love comes in. Sadly, my co-host Olivia cannot be with us today because she's off in the States for New York Fashion Week, having a lovely time, I'm sure. But fear not, because I have two fabulous girls joining me in her absence. We have the return of Deputy Travel Editor Helen Coffey. Hello. Welcome back, welcome back. And the first podcast appearance of lifestyle writer Sabrina Barr. Hello. Welcome, Sabrina. We're thrilled to have you. The main topics we're going to be talking about today are flirting on Instagram and the role of religion in dating. So I feel like these are going to be some healthy discussions, ladies, and I cannot wait. What have you been up to over the past week? I've mainly been trying to motivate myself to keep going with my January health kick because it's not January anymore. Mm. It's so easy to do in Jan because you don't have any plans or I didn't have any plans. Mm. I basically didn't leave the house. I was just there eating beans (laughs) or, you know, doing fitness classes. And now it's February and my diary's amped up again. Yeah. It's the social engagements that make it so hard because it's when you're with other people and everyone's like, shall we just get a bottle of wine? Shall we just get some pizza? How about cake? And then when everyone else is doing it, it's so much harder. You don't want to be the person saying no. The thing is, you got to get that balance. Mm -hmm. You stay strong and do what's going to make you feel better. But I would say, you know, occasionally... They have a little summer summer and just enjoy it. But I think we just have to try and not feel guilty. Yeah, so it's, a, it's a treat, not a cheat. Yeah, Ooh, exactly. Oh, nice. So wise. I'm going to write that on my hand or something. Yeah, it's a treat, not yeah, a cheat. Yeah, exactly. Nothing no to feel bad guilt. about. Hmm. What have you been up to, Sabrina? Well, very recently, it was a bit longer than a week ago, but I went to go see Harry Potter and the Cursed Child for the second <sighs> time. And you... it was as great as ever. I mean, I love Harry Potter, but I know that you two are like, bigger potter heads yeah, than me quite a potter head i couldn't resist going twice yeah i would love to go twice if i could get tickets yeah. to go again i would because i'm constantly rereading the books and re-watching the films but i hated that i'd only seen the play once i had to i had to go see it again you say that but so many people find it so hard to get any tickets well i was in the queue on my phone a year ago for about nine hours nuts, and i managed it, it. So Whoa. perseverance is key. Like I'm desperate to see Hamilton, but that's sold yes, out for a million same. years. You just you just kind of think it's a fantasy at this point. It's never <laughs> gonna happen. Exactly. Anyway, so I had a, a fun, interesting experience at the weekend. I went on a date on Saturday. A first date. I met the guy on Bumble. So I spent ages getting ready. I even curled my hair, you know, big thing for me with the naturally Mm -hmm. straight hair. I went to meet him and we went to a nice place for drinks. 
It was all going fine until he suddenly said, I'm so sorry, I'm having a really nice time, but I'm actually not feeling well. I've been feeling it all afternoon and I thought a drink might help or it might make it worse. I was like, okay. So he went to the loo and I was just thinking he was making up an excuse because he wasn't into it. He didn't fancy me. He didn't think we were getting on. I was like, all right, mate, you don't need to like pretend you're ill. Um, to be fair, I've used other excuses in my time, but hey ho. When he came back from the loo, I asked if he was okay. He said no and he needed to go home. So he left and as we were walking to the door, I asked him what it was. Was he nauseous? He said yes. And he'd actually just thrown up in the loo. <gasps> oh, no. I know. And we'd had like two G&Ts at this point. And it was then that I realised he actually was genuinely ill and was not making up an excuse. The poor guy couldn't even wait with me to get my coat back from the cloakroom and had to excuse himself and leave. He, I, I felt he seemed like genuinely embarrassed and... But, I mean, he he just ran off. Um, it was So it was about 10pm. We'd met at 8. And I sort of went home feeling a bit disappointed. I was all dressed up. I'd like... Aww, and yeah. then uh, there was nothing for it, to be honest with you. I went home and got chicken nuggets. <laughs> well, sure. that sounds like a pretty great end of the evening. I'm not going to lie. To be honest, it was kind of all right. I went to bed at a decent time. I can't believe he stuck out for two hours, though. I know. Feeling that ill. God, poor guy. I yeah. really... I feel for this guy. And I hope maybe... There's a second chance in the offing. Well, we're still talking. So he, he, I know he's going away for a couple of weeks, though. So we'll see. Well, I feel like I definitely won't feel like, you know, if maybe he wasn't on the toppest of top forms that night, I'll, I'll fully, like, let him off. Because if he was feeling like he was going to vom the whole time, poor guy. Yeah. He was still, like, doing a passable I date. Know. So that yeah. is very impressive. Yeah. Imagine him on all six cylinders. He's going to be quite. off the chart. That was quite a risk, though, saying, oh, a drink might either make me feel amazing or awful. I know. <laughs> you know that was a pretty big gamble to go for. I know. It must have just been, you know... So excited to meet me. <laughs> I don't know, I'm laughing. I mean, of course he was. Thanks, Helen. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Bio of the week. This is from Will26. This is not actually the whole bio, but I'm only going to give you the one line that I like because the rest of it's a bit meh. Mm-hmm. He goes, Wandsworth, not the dodgy end. Oh. <laughs> Actually. Yes, I'm so glad you oh, guys got that. Great guy. You already know you have one massive thing in common. I thought I was going to have to explain that again. Of I feel like I've been not. explaining a lot of bios of the week recently. But yay, okay. Yeah, That's so a good for one. anyone who doesn't know Love Actually, perhaps as well as you should, quite frankly, <laughs> this is when um, um, Hugh Grant's character asks Martine McCutcheon's character where she lives, and she goes, Wandsworth, the dodgy end. But this guy, Will26, lives in Wandsworth, not the dodgy end. Mm. Congratulations, Will. Yeah. yeah, I think it would be a letdown, though, if it turned out he didn't actually live in Wandsworth. Oh, gosh, I hope like, it has lying. to be legit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that would be a weird thing to say otherwise. <laughs> he just really wanted to get that oh, sort Will. of thing. actually reference it. <laughs> yeah. He's like, how can I do it? I know. I'll lie about my accommodation. <laughs> I mean, could happen. Right, so the first topic we're going to talk about today is Instagram flirting. And the reason we're going to talk about this is because Demi Lovato has recently been caught out doing some shameless but also brilliant flirting on Instagram. And it was all spotted by an eagle-eyed Twitter user. Here's how it went down. Demi started following fellow actor Henry Cavill on Instagram. And 22 seconds later, she shared a photo of her looking very sexy in sort of a lacy body bodice, I don't know what you call it, and then immediately liked two of Henry Cavill's posts. I think this is genius. Yep, I have to applaud her. 
Like she's got guts, the, especially because it's not just privately flirting with someone. She's a massive celebrity doing it so publicly. I love it. That's the thing. I think any other person could sort of obviously get away with that and no one would notice if you followed someone, liked their pics to get their attention, then posted a picture of you looking super hot to, get, uh, to sort of reel them in. But obviously she's got all these fans who like stalk her every move. <laughs> I was a bit confused by this. A, because I don't have Instagram and B, because I didn't actually know. I still don't know who Demi Lovato is. You just <laughs> said fellow actor, which leads me to believe she is also an actor. Indeed. But yeah. Honestly, couldn't have couldn't have guessed what her occupation was. <laughs> Do you know what? But I was like, is it definitely is it definitely flirting? Oh yes. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Have you seen oh. the picture? Oh yeah, Helen. Maybe she's oh, just yes. been planning to put that up and she didn't think Helen. about it. Helen, Helen, Helen. <laughs> Too innocent you are. Oh. This is like a planned out game. I believe she posted what is called or what is known as a thirst trap. Oh, yeah. oh, it's that's such an what? intimidating phrase. Oh, what does that mean? oh, oh. <laughs> thirst traps. Well, I, I, I probably should have looked up the Urban Dictionary definition. They would have had something funny on this. Essentially, it's where you just post a picture of you looking super hot, right? Yeah. And then it's meant to be like. I think it's posting a picture of yourself looking hot, but knowing that the other person is going to see it. So, so it's for a particular person. Yeah, because mm. you're trapping a particular person. So that's why she followed him first, then uploaded the picture, then liked his pictures. So it was sort of like a sandwich Henry Cavill effect. Such so wow. well played. I'm yeah. going to learn from this. a trap, though. That seems a bit <laughs> extreme. Maybe it's because you're trying to trap them when they are thirsty. You know, hmm. I'm talking about, you know, that use of the word thirsty, not as in like, <laughs> I could really do with a glass of water. Could do with a yeah. pint of Demi. <laughs> <laughs> well, quite. But interestingly, um, it seems to have paid off because he then, Henry Cavill, commented and liked her picture about jujitsu. It would appear they're bonding over that because they're both doing jujitsu. So maybe Ooh, that's the... Maybe to the... find common ground. Exactly. Well, his response seemed... A lot more, um, I don't know, le- less less forward, a bit more, a bit, a bit more subtle, a bit more gentle. Yeah, and like, did he like the thirst trap pick? I don't know. But yeah, I I, I couldn't, I couldn't tell be whether a bit he, obvious, wouldn't I? It? Couldn't tell whether he was reciprocating or just being polite. I mean, I think he might have just been being polite, but maybe he was also just con- maybe he slid into our DMs at this point. Yeah, that's true. He, you know, probably didn't want it the, the whole world watching. That's the thing we won't know. know. In in the DMs, he might have gone, "Love that thirst trap." Yeah, <laughs> you've trapped me with yeah. your thirst. No, my thirst. I don't even know. Have you guys ever posted a thirst trap? It's even really hard to say. Yeah, thirst trap. Say it ten times. Trap. I've no. I'm. I'm. I. I. I'm not as strategic as Miss mm. Demi Lovato, I would say. I would say, I don't know, like if, I, if I've if i seen that someone is online recently, maybe I'll post something that I was already going to post at a particular time because mm. I, know, I know they're going to see it. But I wouldn't do it in the way that she did where she was very cunning and actually tried to trap him. <laughs> yeah, with a, with a sandwich of notifications type thing. Yeah. I mean, I never even knew this existed till 30 seconds ago. <laughs> so I can confidently say I've never thirst trapped anyone. Uh, and I actually can't even envisage flirting over social media. To me, that's quite a that's quite a new thing. Like, 
back in the back in the day. I always sound like I'm 50 years old. I'm not. <laughs> no, you're just in a relationship. Oh yeah. Well, yes, yeah, so I'm in a relationship. And prior to that, I mean, if you I was going to flirt with someone on social media, it would always only be in direct messages, probably on Facebook. Mm. Like even the idea of like flirting with someone on Twitter is to me is like crazy. I'm like, what? Oh, it happens. Well, yeah. Yeah, you know, I think it's I don't know this whole thirst trap thing though I don't think I've ever posted what I would consider to be a thirst trap but have I posted pics of myself when I'm all dressed up and I'm like "Mm, yeah let's take a cute pic yeah of course I have and then what with insta stories obviously I will then look and be like "Mm, has the guy I fancy seen it yeah that's definitely oh yeah oh yeah it's a whole other world I know (laughs) oh my gosh I know yeah yeah, it shows up with everyone that's seen it I know. Yeah. It's revolutionised the game, to be honest. Or made it worse. I know. At then, least before you can pretend they just haven't seen it. Then that's the mm. thing, though. A lot of people will, you know, post something on their story that is literally just for one person to see. Mm. Obviously, everyone else will see it too. But, mm. the, the, you know, they want to make it so that they're pretending they're just putting it up for everyone. But really, it's the thirst trap one guy or gal. Oh, my gosh. Though, I have mentioned this before. And sometimes, I, th- I guess I might have posted an unintentional thirst trap. Remember when I posted a picture of me on a beach in a swimming costume? Oh, thirst yeah. trap. Mm. Yeah, I didn't mean to thirst trap. <laughs> and then I got all these messages from guys like I knew and guys I didn't know. And I was just like... Oh, creepy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. that Maybe that was an unintentional one. Yeah, I get that more when I'm on ho- like in other countries. I feel like... I know, I find people in other... When I've been on holiday, I found guys are a lot more confident at messaging than British guys I don't know, oh I, I think so yeah. yeah definitely definitely like I would say European guys are a lot more forward oh yeah um it's yeah interesting British guys are generally more reserved but I think probably so British women I think British yeah. people generally we're just we're nice we keep it all yeah. you know behind closed doors well quite um Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I was was really trying to think of a good segue there into Dating Disaster of the Week, but actually I'm not sure there's a link. I'm just going to dive straight in, to be honest. Please do. You don't need to segue. Well, I've been coming up with some good segues of late and I've lost it. I've lost the knack. Hey-ho, Dating Disaster (laughs) of the Week. Thanks for sending this one in. Here goes. It was a classic date of meal and cinema and was possibly the most awkward thing I've ever experienced. We'd matched on Tinder, but it soon became clear we had nothing in common. And he was so short. He definitely lied on his Tinder. 
The worst moment came towards the end of the dinner where he clearly panicked that he had nothing to say. He was like, this one time my friend and I had a competition to list as many leaf puns as possible. I was like, cool. Then he listed them. All of them. For a long, long time. Leave me alone. Don't leave me. Are you okay? Yes, I'm pine. It went on for about 10 minutes. Thank goodness we then decided to walk the quick way to the cinema. But as this was down a quiet route, he for some reason decided to spend the entire 10 minute walk speculating about whether I was actually a murderer and would choose a dark alley to kill him. So, so weird. What on earth? <laughs> oh my gosh, I really was trying not to laugh while you were <laughs> Wait, with the leaf puns, did he genuinely think they were interesting or was he just trying to fill the silence? Who can say? Who can say? He might have panicked. And to be honest with you, I can relate because I have like a real fear of silences in conversations. I just talk and talk and talk, as I'm sure you can imagine. And I love a pun too. Who doesn't love a pun? But I feel like 10 minutes mm. of puns is... ten is... Min- Not just 10 minutes of puns, 10 minutes of leaf puns. Yeah. Yeah, you've never done that. I mean, you can you can fill a silence, Rachel, but it's normally a good filler that's not <laughs> just a list of leaf puns. I hope so. I mean, maybe next time I'll try it and see how it goes down. But I mean, God, you would need a lot of puns. Who so can even many. remember that many? Well, you must have come to the date prepared. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what I... do I need to do to prep for my date? Shower, gel my hair back. No, let's come up with a bunch of leaf puns. <laughs> to be honest with you, I sometimes go on dates and think like, okay, what are like things I can bring up if conversation fizzles out or runs dry? There's never been leaf puns. But just do what they do when she's the man and talk about cheese. That cheese puns? For me. There are a lot of cheese puns. Oh, mm. that's a much better well of puns, actually. I think it's a, a deeper well. I think if so. You will. The, yeah. <laughs> if you will. <laughs> if you will. <laughs> that really reminded what me when you're pun. reading that out of a... Uh, it's not my worst ever date, but it's it probably in the bottom five. Oh, go on. It was this guy who, and again, it was similar because I couldn't work out whether he was just awkward and didn't know what to say or whether he thought it was genuinely interesting. He started telling me about the frame rates per second of the Sonic the Hedgehog game and how our TVs didn't have the right frame rate to play it correctly. And I so he created I know he'd created his own switch on his TV so he could play it the way that it was meant to be played. And honestly this story went on for so long and I was thinking, why? Why? <laughs> why <laughs> I'm, are you not doing gonna, this? I'm not gonna lie, I think that sounds a bit interesting. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> different strokes are different fakes. He could have been Sabrina's perfect man. Yeah. Oh darn it. Such is the struggle <laughs> of Missed dating, out. eh? Do you know what? That actually does bring me nicely onto topic number two. Ooh. As we've established, dating is a struggle. What works for one person might not work for another. And this is an extra issue if you are religious. Dating's hard. Finding someone that's right for you can seem impossible. But is it more difficult or easier if you are religious? So, you guys, would yes. you classify yourselves as religious people? Yes. Helen, you are a Christian. Yes, I am. Sabrina? I'm Jewish. I'm not religious, but the Jewish community, you know, there is a lot going on there. Mm. Like, it's a big part of my Mm. life, but I'm not necessarily religious. Right. Whereas I am technically Catholic, but not practicing, I'm afraid. Sorry. 
I believe that's a lapsed Catholic. Yes, a lapsed Catholic. Yes. That's exactly what I am. So is it important, I'll start with you, Helen, is it important for you that your significant other shares your religious beliefs? Um, well, this is a, it's a really interesting one. So my boyfriend that I've been with for two and a half years is not religious. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before I went out with him, I for a while did think it was really important and I went out with two guys from my church not at the same time (laughs) (laughs) got my fan on that yeah um and I joined uh, a Christian dating site Christian Connection which is like the sort of premier one Mm. in the UK um and because I had in my head like this is this is a really big part of my life and it should be really important in picking a partner but I actually found it, the Christians that I dated, not to heat them all together, but um, there's just a lot more you need in common with some someone than religion. Mm. Um, there were a lot of strange people on that website, <laughs> I have to say. like There was a lot of 50-year-old guys getting in touch with me. I was about 25, oh, you oh know, my. which I found super creepy because they were clearly like, well, I need a young Christian wife who can have loads of Christian babies Oof. with me. And so that was really awkward. And there was just a real sense of humour failure from loads of them. There was this sort of piety thing going on where it's like, I'm looking for a really good, you know, woman who loves the Lord. I'm like, well, obviously, otherwise they wouldn't be on this site. You can be funny and ironic and interesting. So I eventually just came to the conclusion that it's much more interesting or it's just better to prioritize things like someone's worldview mm. what are their morals mm. in fact for me what are their politics is much more important so I've, I've made my peace with it that's really interesting i actually have a very good friend who is a christian as well and I, she always thought that you know she wouldn't date someone unless they were christian because it was so important to her but then she ended up meeting a guy and falling for him and he's not a Christian and they've been together for, oh, I, I don't actually know how long, a year and a half maybe now. And I guess it just happened. Mm. Yeah. And then you make it work if you want to be with that someone, I guess. Yeah, definitely. What do you think, Sabrina? Well, for me personally, you know, if I really liked someone or, or I fell for someone, if they weren't Jewish, I wouldn't use that as a reason not to be with them. Mm. But like growing up in a Jewish community, even though I'm not religious, there was a sort of expectation or like inevitability that you would end up with someone Jewish um and like when you do meet someone Jewish there is straight away like some common ground and there's a sense of familiarity and also if you're from the same kind of Judaism so I go to a Mazorti shul which is a bit more egalitarian so if I met someone who was also an egalitarian then you already know that you have similar values and that sort of thing and that would make it easier but yeah, for me, it's not a deal breaker because like you said, a person's worldview and everything else about them is, you know, just as important. But, you know, it if I start seeing someone, even if it's in the early stages and they're not Jewish, straight away, I'll start looking really far into the future. Like, how am I going to introduce them to my family when we get married? How will we raise our children if, if one of us is Jewish and the other one isn't? You know, I, I yeah. can't help but think about these things. So it would just be a worry off of my shoulders yeah. if they were, were. It would... I don't know if preferable is the right word to use. It would be easier to meet someone who was Jewish and you do instantly have a connection and quite often, especially in London, if you're Jewish, 
you'll often have some mutual friends, which kind of makes you feel like you know them a little bit more. So yeah, it's not a deal breaker, but I mean, I have some friends who would only date Jewish guys. And I do have J-Swipe on my phone, which is the Jewish Tinder. I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> yeah. So J-Swipe, J-Swipe you is have Jewish. to be Jewish to join as a dating app. Well. What if you just fancy Jewish guys? So this is the thing. So I, I use other dating apps as well. Um, so obviously, like, I don't, I'm happy matching with guys that aren't Jewish. But sometimes I'll go on J-Swipe and in your bio, you include what kind of Jew you are. So you can say Orthodox, Reform, all wow. those kind of stuff. Um, but then there's also an other section and so sometimes I'll come across a guy and it says other. And so it's really obvious he's not Jewish. And so then I'm like, even though I might have swiped for him on Bumble or Tinder, uh, because he's on J-Swipe, I'm like, why are you here? You're not Jewish. Yeah, because arguably if you're on there, <laughs> so if you're a Jewish person on there, you're not on there looking to match with someone who's not exactly. Jewish. So, yeah. so even though I wouldn't have a problem with them on another dating app, if it says they're not Jewish, then that puts me off because I'm on J-Swipe. Yeah, but I don't solely use J-Swipe. It's kind of the app I use when I'm like, okay, my parents would be happy if they knew I was on J-Swipe, <laughs> so I'll go on J-Swipe. But because it's just Jewish people, it's there's a, a way smaller pool yeah. of people. And so you end up coming across the same guys all the time, coming across friends, <laughs> sometimes yeah. coming across distant cousins. Oh, God. You know, <laughs> it's, I, I have to say, it hasn't been my most successful dating app, but I use it on occasion. You know, I think it's so funny what you're saying about you know you start dating a guy and then like we're thinking about the future <laughs> i i uh a while ago briefly dated a jewish guy and um i think we'd been on like three or four dates and i was thinking like oh but will we get married in a synagogue or a church exactly <laughs> exactly yeah because i was really like kind of, i really feel strongly i want to get married in a church but what about his family Maybe we'll have to have two <laughs> weddings <laughs> um that was an unnecessary dilemma to face Obviously, it never came down to that. So what I think is interesting as well is whether it's more difficult or easier to find someone if you are religious. And I pose this question because a while ago, I wrote an article about um, dating and relationships as a young Christian. I mean, not from a first person point of view. Obviously, I spoke to various people. And some people said, that actually, in a way, it's kind of easier because you sort of have a dating pool like from people from your church or young Christian groups and things like that because you know that everyone there is, you know, Christian and probably shares a lot of your views. Mm. Um, and obviously I, I'm not going to generalise everyone, but a lot of the time it's my Christian friends are, want to settle down quicker and then they, they will know that the people there are more likely to share that view. Hmm. I think that is it's true on the one hand because whenever you cut down someone's choices it is easier because you're not overwhelmed by there could be someone better mm. because you're going from this small pool but on the other hand I think it then it puts a lot of pressure on like I have to make this work because this person has the same religion as me and maybe this is what God wants and I should keep trying mm. And I went out with some people that were so not me. <laughs> it was so like, you know, if they hadn't been a Christian, I wouldn't have looked at them twice. Yeah. Not to be insulting, but really wouldn't because we didn't have the right connection. We didn't have the right matching sense of humor. But there was this part of me that was like, well, they're a Christian, so it has to happen. It has to work. Come on. You force it. Yeah, you totally do. And I think that can be a really bad thing. And particularly with the settling down thing. I mean, 
it's obviously depends on your kind of Christianity. And if, but I, I think it's a real problem with Christians that are like no sex before mm. marriage. They prioritize getting married because they want to have sex. <laughs> and it doesn't mean that it won't then be a successful marriage, but it's a really different prospect to being like, you know what, let's just find out a bit more about each other. Mm. Yeah, and like uh, with that whole thing, and I don't wish to judge anyone and everyone is free to do completely what they want, obviously, but I sort of don't quite understand um, religious couples who are saying no sex before marriage but do everything apart from sex. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that is ridiculous. I mean, each to their own. Doesn't count. <laughs> each to their own, but I'm a bit like, Okay, (laughs) if you say so. (laughs) Yeah, but I completely get what you're saying. I was going to say as well, I do, even though it is perhaps easier in some ways, if you're just fine, I don't know, for me, if I was just looking for a Jewish guy, on the other hand, there is the danger of settling because Mm -hmm. if you start seeing, you know, a nice Jewish guy and you get on really well, then you're like, great, I've got one. I'll stick with him. And I do find on J-Swipe, like I sort of lower the Mm. bar a little bit and I would maybe swipe right with people that I wouldn't necessarily on other apps but you speak uh, speaking of the religious couples I do know a religious couple who a a religious Jewish couple who before their wedding had never even touched what yeah I'm sorry what they they were I don't know how to use the terminology properly but they were shamanagia I don't know I don't know if I've got the Hebrew words right but it basically means yeah you wouldn't touch no physical contact no physical contact whatsoever it was my friend's older brother and his fiance and I went to the wedding and in my head, I, you know, I can't imagine a relationship where you don't have those physical milestones because for yeah. me that says a lot. But I went to the wedding and it was actually one of the most beautiful romantic things I've ever been to. And I wasn't expecting to feel that way. And I went to the wedding and it was incredible. And then straight after the ceremony, um, you have the reception. And before the reception, they like go into a room not to do the deed or anything. <laughs> no, they go into just to Damn. like spend a bit of time together <laughs> now that they're officially married. And they walked into the room and they were holding hands. And it was the first time we'd all seen them like touching. And there was something so incredible about it. So even though I can't personally empathize with that ideology it was a really beautiful wedding and now they're married with two beautiful children and they are very much in love oh i mean that's sweet but i just don't fully get how it works so like, what if you like accidentally brush past someone oh, i i think oh. they can excuse that no. i'm not sure it's... Or, or what if you like were friends before you started dating and you you know touched hands or shoulders or something no i mean they um it, it it's not just with the person that they're dating like as a woman she wouldn't touch oh. any other guys and as a guy he oh. wouldn't touch any other girls oh, although see. when he was when he was younger he was a lot less religious he used to have girlfriends and everything and then oh. he became more religious whereas she was always that religious so they so at that point neither of them would touch anyone of the other sex apart from like family that is so interesting really interesting and it's for me it seemed when i first heard about it it seemed quite alien to me I didn't get it but then seeing them you know each their own they're really happy that is so interesting I also think that you know as a woman for whom religion is not something I consider at all when dating I actually am probably you know a bit put off the idea of dating someone who is very religious because a like I think I'm not on board with the whole no sex before marriage thing because I think sexual compatibility is very important. And also, I think it might throw up issues further down the line when you just don't share what's so important to them. And, like, I imagine... You know, I know cases where 
the families just don't approve of someone because they don't share the religion. Mm. Um, I, just, I just feel like it's sad for things like that to be issues because at the end of the day, I think it's more down to two personalities clicking. But it's true. Know. And I, I have to say that is one of the things I found difficult was like bringing it up on first dates. Yeah, how do you find mm. out? It's so, it's just really, I, I always felt slightly embarrassed about it. Because like you say, if you're not religious, like to tell someone you actually go to church every week and stuff, it's quite a big deal now. Yeah. It's not mm. like the default position or anything. And like I met my boyfriend on Tinder and so I was going on dates on Tinder and people just don't expect it. And they're True. sometimes slightly weirded out by it. Yeah, do you know what? I think it's a shame, but I actually can imagine that. I think I've only, I can only remember a guy once asking me about my religion and this was probably about date four or something. And it wasn't because he was religious. He was genuinely just curious. Mm. So I, I can imagine that being quite a difficult conversation to have or like how to suss it out when it's important to you, but without wanting to scare them off. Yeah, tricky. Mm. Well, you know, I guess if you scare them off, they're not the right guy. Exactly. Yes, it's true. Quite the dilemma, eh? <laughs> What's it time for? Ooh, ooh, dating dilemma of the week. Oh, very sweet. <laughs> I know, I've got it back. So this is actually one we got a few weeks ago, but um, have saved up for this segment. Thank you so much for sending it in. Hello, Rachel and Olivia. I really hope you're well. I absolutely love millennial love and thought you might be able to shed some light on this particular issue I'm having. So here goes. I've been seeing this guy since two weeks before Christmas. We matched on Bumble, went for a few drinks and really hit it off. We went for another fantastic date and then we went home to our respective families for Christmas break. This was the first weekend we were both three free and we decided to have a chill night filled with Netflix. Eh? <laughs> that was my um, editor's insight there, adding the noises. <laughs> he then told me that over Christmas his visa for Canada had been approved. He'd applied before we met and that he would be moving during the summer. I really like this guy and I know he really likes me. I'm just not sure if I can handle seeing him for six months only to see him go or if it's better to enjoy the time we have while we have it. Do you have any advice? I think that is so tricky and I can sort of relate because I was um, last year dating a guy Well, we'd been on three dates when he announced he'd got a job and would be moving to Washington but not for about five months or so. And then it's like, is there any point in continuing? Mm. Or do you, is it is it worth it just to have a nice time and then see maybe you do a long... I think it's really difficult. Mm. I'm like a romance lover. Oh. So in these kind of scenarios, which do come up more than you think, <laughs> I always... Uh, I mean, this doesn't mean it's the right advice, but I would always advise if you really like them, just carrying on seeing them, seeing what happens. Because great love stories can come out of that sort of thing <laughs> where you then carry on long distance and then she could move to Canada or he could move back and they could get married. And I just think, who knows what the future holds? But we can. I think sometimes you can be too pragmatic and you can be too like, well, it's never going to work. Because, you know, if you knew what was going to happen to your potential partner in a year's time, in five years' time, any amount of things could put you off yeah. and make you go, no, it's too difficult. Mm. But yeah, if the chemistry's there and she's feeling it, and summer's a long way away, mm. anything could happen. Okay, here's what I think. I think you don't want to look back and regret it. You don't want to look back and think, oh my God, that guy was so great. I was so stupid to do that. I think it's very rare to find someone you have a real spark with. Mm. But I will also say, and this is going to sound 
awful, but I mean, chances are it won't last till summer. Oh no! I mean, <laughs> okay, no, that's that, my heart, that came Rachel. out worse than it meant. But okay, this is definitely an issue showing up my issues more than anything else. I'm <laughs> saying that, like, you know, there's every chance something, you know, you'll go off each other or you'll get the ick or. Oh, is that really bad? I feel no. like this is, as you say, reflecting on me. Okay, don't listen to anything I say. This is my own issues. Go for, listen to what Helen says. Go for love. Yeah, no, I, I agree with Helen, actually. I think it's good. No, no, I, I, I mean, I'm an optimist by nature and, as, and I also really love romance. And I do, you know, like you said, I think it would be such a shame to look back on any experience and say that you regretted it to, to have broken up with someone just because it might not work long distance. I do think it's, if you really have connected with someone, it's worth trying. And in today's day and age, we're so lucky. We've got FaceTime, Skype. You're right. You know, you can, you may not see each other for a few months, but you'll talk every day and then you'll travel. I I think if you want to make it work, you can make it work. Yeah. But I haven't personally had a long distance relationship, so I'm sure it's a lot easier said than done. He might not go to Canada forever. That's what I True. was thinking. We don't know about the parameters. Yeah, you're right. And I also agree with you, though, Rachel. It could... <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, she's got nothing to lose, so it could just fizzle out by summer. But then what has she lost, really? Nothing. Yeah, she yeah. gave it the shot. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So I think we're all yeah. agreed. Go for it. Go, Go for, for it. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, this could be like a Nicholas Sparks book. Could be a beautiful... Well, Nicholas Sparks yeah. books are sometimes a bit heartbreaking, aren't they? Um, yeah, well, someone usually dies. <laughs> <laughs> wow, bleak. Okay, maybe not... Um, Maybe not a Nicholas Sparks. What's um Marianne Keys? Yeah, that's cheerier. Well. Cheerier. <laughs> I was yeah. thinking of like, oh god, there love go. stories, love stories. No, um, so good luck. We hope it works out. And we hope you're not as depressing as I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, sadly guys, that's it for today. No. I know. Oh. Every week. Anyway, thank you for listening, everyone. Please do subscribe to Millennial Love. Please rate us. We'd love a little rating, a nice rating. Hopefully a nice rating. If you really hate it, though, obviously truthful ratings are allowed. Please review us on iTunes, as this helps other people discover the podcast and means the world to us. If Also, if you subscribe, you get a little notification when a new episode comes available. And of course, we want to hear from you. We would love to hear your dating disaster stories and any other feedback you have on Millennial Love. What do you like? What do you not like? Please let us know. You can do this by emailing us at millennial.love at independent.co.uk or you can tweet Olivia and I at Rachel underscore Hosey and Olivia Petter one Of course, your stories will be kept anonymous, so don't worry about that. This week, we have an extra exciting opportunity for you as it's Valentine's Day coming up, in case you didn't know. And The Independent is running a live blog dedicated to the day. And as part of that, we've organised for a range of top dating and relationship experts to answer your questions. And the chances are they will answer them and offer much better advice than we have done. <laughs> so we've got previous podcast guest Ernie Rosa Crow, as well as James Priest, Joe Barnett and more. These are really top people who know their stuff. So please do email in with your questions. And do you have the Facebook? If so, please join our group. This is where we're discussing topics from the podcast, news from the dating world, and also asking you guys questions. To join, all you have to do is go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash millennial dot love. Now, sadly, Millennial Love is actually taking a break for next week. And now this isn't because Olivia and I are going to be too distraught at being single on Valentine's Day. 
In fact, it's actually because we're both going to be very busy abroad being fabulous and single. Olivia will still be in New York and I'm off to Mallorca. But we hope you have wonderful Valentine's Days nonetheless. Huge thank you to Helen and Sabrina for coming in. Thank, thank you for having us. It's been a bore, ladies, as always. Thank you for listening and we will see you in a fortnight. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.